Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Are we, um, are we yeah. kicking off run the podcast? It, run okay, it. Yeah. run it. We're right starting right now. It's uncensored. Okay. You're right. This is very uncensored. So uh, my family calls me Keat, okay? My dad gives everyone a nickname. Mine is Erikeet the Parakeet. My oh, that's sister's cool. is Ashley Bodashley. I hated the name Erikeet the Parakeet. They always shortened it to Keat. My nieces call me Keat. They don't even know my name is Erica, okay? That's awesome. I'm Keat. Well, um, when I was in college, there was a website. Um, it was called like LouisvilleMojo.com. And it was kind of like one of the first social medias before Facebook and whatnot. Uh-huh. And it, it quickly escalated into this like men would just message you trying to like hook up and like whatever. <laughs> Anyways, um, my name on there was Keat. But also during that time, um, the song by Lil John came out. I was like, oh, skeet, skeet. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant at the time. Okay. And one day I changed my username to Keat Skeet. Oh my gosh. And I did not know oh my what it meant. And immediately my inbox was just DMs, 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 DMs. Like, hey, girl. A lot of like <laughs> probably really proper, nice stuff. I would imagine. Yeah. And I was like, wow. I'm down to skeet. Really? Yeah. So. Um, Public service announcement. Yeah. Right. And For this all the was, parents out there. Yeah. This is all we're talking, <laughs> no, just to be clear, we're talking about skeet shooting, right? Yes. 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 In the outdoor context. Yeah, wait, I don't Correct. Know. Yep. And on, along the same vein, um, Dan, what's up with your horny sweatshirt you're wearing today? I, well, that was the topic, right? Okay. Well, mm-hmm. This is we all did discuss before tied we're in with bring each in. other. <laughs> That's right. No, okay. here, here's the here's the quick story about this this uh, hoodie. Um, I went on an anniversary weekend. It was actually one day, right? So we went to Cedar Falls, Iowa. And my, my dad lives about 20 minutes to the west. My in-laws live 20 minutes to the south. We dropped the kids off. We went back to the hotel. Uh, we stayed the night in the hotel that we got married at or that we spent the night on our, you know, when we were married. And so we went, we hit the town that night, went out to dinner, grabbed some drinks and things like that. Well, the temperature dropped a whole bunch. I wasn't prepared for it. So we were at this restaurant. And I bought the hoodie just to stay warm. And so, <laughs> the, and horny so the Horny Toad American Bar and Grill in Cedar Falls, Iowa. Shout out. Some of the best chicken Shout wings out. you'll eat, dude. Straight oh. up. There you go. There's going to be a three-hour wait there now, thanks to you. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like Joe Rogan yeah. mentioning something. He mentions Terry Blacks all the time. Now nobody can go eat there because it's wrapped around the block. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I doubt we'll have the same effect. <laughs> Who knows, man? Never know. Never know. Well, Never know. Erica, did you shoot a bird this weekend? Oh, uh, God. No. Uh, Why not? I tried. I tried. Apparently, it's easy for everyone else, difficult for me. Not I. Yeah, I'd say there's really? only one person in this conversation that has shot a bird, and they're in Iowa right now. Yeah, damn. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I'll, I'll kind of minimize the story of, of this. 
turkey season this year has kind of went not as planned. I thought I was going to go with my dad. Grandma's been ill. Um, so kind of took it upon myself on, what was it, Friday, I think. Um, also, I have a very, um, I'm fortunate enough that I kind of look out my backyard into the field and see that there's turkeys sometimes. So I know that's not as exciting, but on Friday, we yeah, it's a large field. It's not like it's just like there. There's a turkey by the swing set. Okay, like there's a large field, and I look out there. She's got and a little there, bit of slice out there. Yeah, there's a turkey in a in a hen or a tom and a hen, and I'm like, oh my God, what am I waiting for? I'm sitting here at home. Like I was getting ready to start work. It was about seven thirty or so. And I was like do it and so I run into the closet get all my gear on and like get, get the gun down and um kind of go out the back door and um slowly creep down into the field and there's like a curve where our house is kind of inset um before the field like really starts and um anyways I, I creep down pretty far and set up about oh it's probably about 60 yards for this tom and and this hen out so I, it still needs to come in and I tuck myself into the into the field and try and call and try and call and uh it's just not gonna separate from this hen and I don't have a decoy or anything like that either um goes into the corner it they end up just like going off like way 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 200 300 yards away into some trees or whatever I'm like oh man I guess I guess that's kind of done so I well maybe maybe I'll just not not do this I don't know um anyways like 10 minutes later it's all of a sudden it's in the middle of the field again. And I'm like, what, what the heck? And it's not with the hen anymore. I'm like, perfect. This is great. This is what I want. So I kind of get back in the position that I was in, um, call and it ends up making this way. Like there's a hill kind of in the middle of the field and then it goes down. So I can't really see over it. So it goes down, um, into like this opposite corner. And I'm like, you know what? I can't get it to come over here. I'm just going to go to it and so i'm like belly crawling across our <laughs> field with this dag on gun and it, it was very exciting by the way yeah because yeah. um, i didn't think i was going to do that this that morning anywhere so i'm like belly crawling and i'm like trying to look up and i see it's all fanned out and it's like a large bird i think i don't know and anyways i get all the way up finally to the top of the thing and it's gone what what in the world is gone <laughs> okay well that that was fun so i kind of come back down and wait a little bit and all of a sudden, it's like in a whole other area. I don't know how it's even getting there. Maybe it's another Tom. I don't know. So I get back in the corner that it was in, um, and it goes down into like this other little inset. And so I slowly kind of come across the field line, um, and there's like this little bowl. Um, and I get set up, and it walks into the woods on this little trail that that it's like a game trail it walks in yeah. there and so i start calling and it starts calling back and calling calling back just i mean every 30 seconds it's just like hammering and it was so exciting because this is my first year calling very bad at it i know well, this I am. is the first time you've gone by yourself right yes first time i've gone by myself how far know? away was he when he was gobbling think? i think it was probably about 60 70 yards okay so it just like needed to come into like, I couldn't see it because it was yeah, in, yeah. and it kind of goes, it dips down. Mm -hmm. 
So for like an hour, it was doing this. Um, and about 15 minutes in, I text Brad and I'm like, I can't get it, this thing to come with me. Like, what are your tips? And he was like, do a couple back and forth and then be silent for like 15 minutes. And I text my dad too. And he basically says the same thing. I'm like, okay. So I sit there and the whole 15 minutes, I'm quiet, just gobbling, 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 like nothing. Yeah. I'm like, what the heck? And it does not come closer. So I keep doing this, keep doing this. It ends up being like an hour and a half of this. Uh, he ends up coming behind. Like, I don't see it. I can just hear it moving mm-hmm. um, and gobbling behind me, like further into the trees. I kind of, I get up and I move into another spot to get a little bit closer, like into the trees now. And I swear he was probably like 50 yards away at this point. It was very loud, but I was also on an incline. And so if I kind of popped this tree that was down, I felt like he was going to, see me so I couldn't get any closer and I couldn't call him in and then he eventually started moving away and I was like okay it's 10 o'clock I better get to work like this thing clearly isn't (laughs) cooperating so I did that um then last night I got home from an event that we were at and there was another tom and a hen in our yard and uh we like parked the car and it was like not in our yard it was like in the field and I was like I'm going. And the kids were like, can I come? And I was like, no. no. And they were like all like running after me. And I was like, move. And I was like jumping the jumping hurdles over the kids. Like, get out of my way. I got to get my stuff on. And like, I'm trying to get the gun down. And like, things are falling all over the place. And Tim's like, oh, God. Um, anyway, so I, I go out there. And they're trying to like watch from windows like way far away to see. Um, anyways, did the same thing. Like go around like the little curb and stuff. And this thing is, they go into the tree line. I get out the call. And the, the hen comes out to your call to the call she like yeah she comes out to the call she finally comes out and i'm like come on tom please come and he does um thunder and lightning start hitting and i'm like oh god this is horrible and it starts to like the hen takes off kind of like running a little bit when the thunder cracked and i'm like did she see me was it the thunder i don't know but she stops, and then I'm like, I think that they're getting ready to leave because maybe the storm's coming in, or maybe they're getting spooked, or maybe I've spooked them. And I'm like, this is kind of my last chance because the hen starts getting further away. And I feel like at this time they're probably about 40 yards maybe at shooting range for me. Um, the the tom steps out from the little curvature that it was in, but there's a few, like, leaves in my way, or, like – branches that are coming out so I just started to like stick my foot out to kind of peer around the thing and I think I spooked it yeah and they ran off gosh dude so close yeah that's that's fun it was very exciting keep doing that you're gonna mess around and shoot one for sure (laughs) yeah so I'm gonna try and go out maybe in the morning yeah you need to get out in the dark before they yeah 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 I think that's what I'm gonna try and do tomorrow so. You're gonna shoot a turkey. Gosh, <laughs> I'll be very jealous if you shoot one before me. We got a week left. I'm over that. I'm over the jealous factor. It's like it's been so long for me I'm at this pissed. point. Like I just whatever. Freaking me and Phil are hiking over all over God's green earth, trying to find these things, and just like we seem to find them, get them within you know 50, 40, 50 yards, and just can't get them to commit to come in for us to take a shot. Like we had last week. We just had like a miscommunication basically on whether it was a Tom or not and whether yeah. I got to shoot it. But man, this this past week we or this past Saturday we went in same spot and like 
last time there was a truck that parked behind us and so we had to like kind of audible and like tell him where we were going to go and all this and like basically cut the area in half that we were going to go to so this time we kind of went in there was nobody else around we we're like we're just going to go in and listen and see what we can hear and we get in and we don't hear them where we thought we were going to hear them so we go down a little further and then down the road we just heard you know the classic gobble uh they're still on the roost and so we're like okay we're gonna go set up on these guys and we go try to set up and then all of a sudden they get quiet so they probably flew down and went somewhere else so we went down onto the same ridge that we were on um when we had like the best chance we've had yet and had these things going nuts i mean like probably 70 gobbles and like you know 45 50 minutes I mean, how they many were just going crazy. do you think there were so we we were hunting two of them and we actually had got like kind of the to the back of where public meets private which was a big issue for us they were on private probably 60 60 yards into private and we were trying to call them onto public and they were on the same ridge um but so there's two of them we're, we're calling to calling to phil's calling to and uh and we're just sitting there listening to him gobble back and forth and all this and then all of a sudden off to my right i heard a gobble 200 some yards i mean it was it was far like i don't know exactly how far but it was it was not close and i just kind of like took note of it and then all of a sudden he's a little closer and he's a little closer and he's a little closer and me and phil are like looking at each other like dude this guy's playing ball way more than these two are over here like he he might mess around and come up the hill and so Colin 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 just totally shut up and so now the gobblers are going back and forth at each other the one is getting way close to us and literally is walking the 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 property line like he is he's like straddling it as he's coming to us and so I was actually texting Paul Campbell like hey this is what's going on like we, we can't quite get him to commit but they're you know real close and he's like you know, I sent him a screenshot of the Onyx so he knew, like, where the property line and stuff was. And he's like, what I would do is, like, get up and, like, slowly walk backwards. And while you're walking backwards, like, grab your decoy and be calling the whole time, like, about 30 or 40 yards. Like, we're a hen moving away. Mm. And so kind of, like, That'll saying, like, hey, guys, like, this is it. Like, this is your chance. We're We're here, and if you're not interested, we're out. And had some more gobbles, but ultimately they ended up just – going completely dead silent and so we that was our best chance of the day we had some other gobbles that we were chasing down but that's kind of been the story for us man we're finding them we're getting like pretty close we just can't quite seal the deal so did did you guys both move backwards or just the caller so we we did not do drop back calling we did that friday morning um in this situation we both moved back because where we were and where the birds were when they came into like the shooting lane we'd have been shooting them on private property ultimately like the way they were coming so we were like there's no use in leaving one guy up here as the shooter because more than likely by the time they get up there and they get into you know they step out to be shot they would see us if they came any closer so um we it was more of a move to make sure we didn't shoot private land birds on public land But. How uh another question? How close are you getting to them while they're roosted in the tree and they're they're gobbling? Um, well, the situation I just described was like well after they had flown down. Um, right. The the situations where we begin getting close to them on the roost. I mean, we we don't go out and like roost them at night and then go out to find them in the morning. We're like going out and finding them. So usually trying to stay like a good you know seventy yards away or so 
Um, yeah. Is that far enough, you think? I mean, it, it, a lot of it just depends on how open the timber is. I mean, right, right now, uh, everything's starting to leaf up so yep. that you can be way aggressive in your yeah. approach. But yeah. when I shot my bird, there was just just buds on the trees, right? So yeah. uh, you had you had to be very careful. And I thought yeah. originally when I when I set up, I was going to get busted by the hen that saw me walk in. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, the the tom and the other hens were further down, and luckily they came in. But uh, I I would use this leafiness now to your advantage, and the next if if you get the opportunity to get out, just like be ultra aggressive and try yeah. to catch them right as they fly down. Yeah, no, I like that for sure. We uh, it's definitely thick. I mean, where we're at, it's definitely thick, and it's definitely like a lot of terrain change. Like we're yeah. we're hunting a lot of ridge systems and stuff. So, um, we've been trying to err on the side of aggressive. Just you know. It's just when you hear people talk that know what they're doing, they're saying like, "Go mess it up," you know. Like you don't yeah. know what messing it up is until you mess it up. And so we're kind of we're doing that, being aggressive with calling, being aggressive with setting up and all that stuff. And I don't know, we're gonna keep doing it and see if we can call one in. Uh, it's just it's been tough. It has been tough getting them to come up the ridge has been the most difficult thing. Like it seems like they're on another point, calling, gobbling, and then when they start to move our way, they go down into the bottoms. And then getting them to come up the ridge we're actually on, it just has been brutal. Um, so we've done a couple creek bottom sets, but it's it's harder to hear them down there. So, you know, you find one, you start calling, and it's like, well, maybe they can't hear us. We can't really hear them. The one that we thought we were going to get to come our way down on the creek bottom got shot. <laughs> so, oh. yeah. Yeah. So it's just it's the public land struggles, man. We're just going to keep running around and – See what we can do. Well, I got Mike Tyson aggressive this weekend. Oh, backfired twice. You got oh, a no. face tattoo. Really aggressive. <laughs> yeah, like, like Evander Holyfield's ear gone aggressive. <laughs> All right. Uh, I like it. You know, it's the last day of the season. So it was yesterday, uh, and hadn't been able to get out as much. This is like the story of every season, I feel like. <laughs> but uh, kids are in soccer right now, so we're kind of battling Saturdays or or squirrely. And so I had to get out Sunday, and there were storms coming in. I was looking at the forecast for the few days leading up, and I'm like, man, it's going to get nasty. They're calling for rain all day. But there, as I, it started getting closer on Saturday night, I'm like, okay, I've got a couple hours, you know, or at least uh, before it starts to open up. And so I'm I'm out there bright early, beautiful morning. I mean, it was amazingly beautiful morning. And uh, I go deeper into the property, the farm where I hunt, than I have been when I've been out there. And um, I sit down under an oak tree that is a, as wide as a doorway. So it's a huge oak tree. I'm like, I set my decoy up probably 30 yards off that tree of where I've heard gobblers in the morning before. I sit down under this huge oak tree, um, kind of woods to my left, 10, 15 yards off to my left. And so that's where I've heard the birds gobbling every time. Sun starts to come up and starts to lighten up. They are on top of me, behind me in the field. Like, I have never sat under roosted turkeys like this before. Sick. Mm. And it was shocking to the point where I was like, oh, no. I don't know what I'm going to do because they're right behind me. I'm sitting behind this big tree. If they're going to come up to my decoys, 
gonna they're going to be you. nose to eye with me, <laughs> like right here on the other side of this tree because there's not much space from the woods to the tree. Dang. So first, first aggressive move is I've got to turn myself around. Like mm-hmm. I have to get around this tree to shoot them as they come out of the tree line. Get up around that tree. Bah! Two of them. They saw me. Oh, and no. And I'm like, oh. no. Like they were they on the ground like, or still in the tree? Still in the tree. Oh, shoot. And what I'm like. What sound did they uh, make? The... It was just gobble. Oh. Hard, hard gobble. Both okay. of them. And it was like a millisecond between them each mm. starting. So they were close to each other in the trees um, and very close to me. Like, very close. Uh, and so at this point, I'm like. I blew it. There's there's four gobblers back in this section, though, so I know I still have hope with the other two that are a little further on. Those two shut up immediately after they saw me. So then I'm looking at the, the Onyx map and trying to, like, judge the hillside, the creek bottom, the, the other property that's really close, what my next move is. There's a peninsula trees that I have to get around to get to the creek bottoms. Like, well... I know they've been using that creek, so I go, I get I get up, walk up to, they gobble just their heads off again, and walk along that tree line peninsula and basically just hug this tree line and go around it. At this point, they're down because I hear the other two birds moving away from me. And get down in the creek bottom, walk along that, that tree line, and I'm just, you know, I'm just yelping periodically trying to keep their attention well i get back to where i want to set up and temp check i get my call out and shotguns on my shoulder and i hear a deer start blowing like close just just i mean maybe 25 yards away from here so like Mm -hmm. pretty close in the tree line deer blows i'm like okay she's he or she blows again run away please blows so then this point i'm like i'm gonna take a step to get them to bolt out of here so i take a step to my left as soon as i take my step to my left there is an explosion of a turkey mm. down in like like it was walking in the creek <laughs> 15 yards away takes off and so at this point, this is like blown, completely blown. Turkey right there, gun on my shoulder, not even a chance to turn on it and shoot. So I know where the birds are on this farm <laughs> now. Like I've I've messed them up enough this year to figure out where where they're at, what they're doing, where they like to get down and go. Um, I'm confident next year will be better, but. Like, if you get out. <laughs> I will definitely get out. No more stalkers. This is going to be an opening day bird next year. Like, I okay. am banking on it. Do you think once you they see you, like, it's over? Do you think if you would have waited, like, an hour, they would have come back? Or, like, by that time, they're probably the done f- eating? and The first ones where I was sitting, I don't know. I I would think they're not going to come down and come that direction. Right. Like, do I have a shot at those birds in another spot? Yes. Because I did the same thing. I texted Paul. I was like, hey, <laughs> here's the situation. <laughs> and he said, um, can you get around? Can you like get around to try to cut them off another way? So mm-hmm. that's what I was trying to do. Okay. Um, and 
then I told him what happened again, and he's like, well, you know, what's your move? Like, what are you going to do? And it's like, I'm just going to go sit by my decoys and hope that I can get one of the other birds that were in there to come. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like an idiot. So I was like, I just want to go sit down with my thoughts and think about how I screwed this up yeah. right now. So Aww. just went and sat, <laughs> just went and sat oh, under this buddy. big tree. <laughs> and then the lightning started and I was like, okay, there's my excuse. I can go home now. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh gosh. So you're done. Me and Erica have one week left, I guess. Yeah. Dan, are you, you all get to take three. Is that right? No. Or you all just uh, get the one? We can take two if we two. want. Uh, I got mine first season, and then if I wanted to, I could go out on this fourth season right now. But like Jacob, man, I got soccer, I got baseball, I got uh, wrestling, we got dance, we got football right now. All those things are happening. And so, uh, and I'm coaching two of those things. So there's no. Coaching dance? Yep. <laughs> yep. With that horny yep. toad sweatshirt. <laughs> exactly. It's. Uh, it's a pretty. I got some pretty sweet moves. I'll have to show you guys sometime. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd be interested in getting Dan's perspective on this. Um, so this morning, um, I kind of peeked my head out there to see if there were any turkey already. It was first light, and when I knew I was coming into the office, but I just wanted to go ahead and really make myself upset if there was. Um, I look out there and I see something in the field, and I'm like, what? is that is it a bunny no it's gonna be like really large um it ends up being a fawn it's a oh. fawn and then about wow. 30 yards away is doe get out the binoculars white spots clearly a fawn Dang. so which leads me to believe you count 200 days from now we're talking mid-october yeah. was the rut that is really early. Is that right? I mean, I w- if that's like a month early in my head. So. Or like maybe she didn't go to term, something happened. And I, when I tell you that this was not like, this fawn was like, it was like. Oh, it wasn't like It wasn't fresh. baby, baby. It was not fresh either. Well, and to have moved out into a field, yeah, it's not. Yeah. Well, you have to and remember I, that the, the breeding season for a whitetail is including the entire month of October, right? So uh, if you look at the, you know, this is a, a popular bell curve that is put out by the, uh, the NDA, right? The National Deer Association shows that breeding does take place and studies have found that as early as late September, does can be bred all the way to the peak rut for most of the Midwest or what you would traditionally call the November rut period, right? Mm -hmm. The peak breeding is somewhere around, I think, uh, November 14th being the peak of that bell curve and then slides down again. So potentially that, that doe could have been bred as early as late September, depending on when that fawn dropped. Yeah. That's crazy. It just makes me wonder. They always say there's like a second rut, but I wonder if there's like a, I guess there's something called a pre-rut. Like maybe there's like really a first little rut and then 28 days later it's like peak rut and then the second rut is really like the third. I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's, there's so there's many questions about it. In the bell curve, there's outliers though, right? Like you have your 80% in the middle and then 20% on either side. So maybe it was mm-hmm. one of those. But what made her pop off early? Like, is it a biological thing with her, just this doe, or was it 
like a weather thing? We're just now I have many questions. Could have been. It's got to be the dough. We'll have to ask her. Yeah. It 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 has to be the dough. The dough is what peaked. Like a buck is, as soon as he's hard horned, he's ready to breed, right? And so that happens in late August, and and so when there's a you know when that that first dough comes in and. Typically, it is the same time every year for that doe, exact within within a week, you know, give or take. And so, I bet you, if you if you were to find a way to document that particular doe, she would be bred in that same time frame every single year. Huh. Mm. Interesting. That's wild. Now, what you've said, I've seen something completely opposite. So I've seen a fawn that is brand new. I mean, brand new uh, in, what would that be? That would have been July time frame, like, like mid-July. I mean, small, small fawns on trail cameras. And that means that that buck or that, that doe wasn't bred until like that December, January time frame. Mm-hmm. And so... Now you're now you're on the op, complete opposite side of what you said. So take that range there, and that that is technically the breeding season, even though majority of the uh, does come into estrus in that late October, early November time frame. Yeah, it was, I was just so shocked this morning because I was like, "That seems early." And then I remember listening to a podcast with Bo Martonic, and he was saying. How his dad, I guess, keeps track of Rhett is he will check his trail cams. Um, and once he sees those early, early fresh fawns, he will count basically 200 days back and then use that information for this season to come. And so I'm like, okay, math, hmm. minus 200. What was that? Holy crap, it was October. Hmm. So, which, I mean, in October when bow season was coming in, we were like, I feel like it's starting. I feel like it's starting. Yeah. Yeah. I had something like a learning experience. seems basic, but we were sitting there waiting for turkeys and I heard a buck grunt behind me, like Mm -hmm. indistinguishable. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, that was a buck grunt Mm -hmm. or it's a hunter being a turd. Um, uh, And so after we were done, I walked over to Phil and I was like, do you hear that buck grunt? And he was like, no. And I was like, man. Either I'm hearing stuff like do do bucks grunt right now, and he's like, oh yeah, they grunt, they grunt all year, yeah. and I was like, I didn't even I thought that was kind of like a like a, a mating territorial like they're rutting type thing to do. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they do it more and during that time period, but they do it all year. I had one do it grunting behind me a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, on turkey hunting. It it is kind of like weird though. You don't expect. Yeah, I was it. told like I I feel like I have different brains. Like when I'm in turkey brain, like <laughs> I'm not even like paying like. You know, I see a rub or something, I'm like, oh, cool. But, like, I'm not thinking about deer at all when I'm out there most of the time. Um, but that happened, and I was like, <laughs> hang on a minute. It's not your turn right now. Yeah, hang on. We're hunting something else. Yeah. Uh, Dan, you mentioned you had a couple questions for us. You still want to hit us with these, or are these what, – what is this? Okay. Well, these were these are more of, like – like we've we've had really good conversation, and now we're gonna now we end it with like complete randomness. Okay, good. That's and how and we so I'm gonna it. leave it up to you. Do you want to end with randomness, or the next time I'm on, do you want to start with randomness? Do you all have anything so else we, we want to talk about? I don't have. Anything. I think we close it with some yeah. silliness. All right. 
<laughs> I'm kind of nervous. Right. Oh, he's got, oh, he's got a piece of paper. Well, <laughs> it's not. I mean, we've already. I mean, we've kind of broke broke the the seal, so to speak, with the skeet and the horny. So this <laughs> oh, no. is just. Yeah, this is just good from here on out. Okay. All right, um, and we'll start. We'll start very uh, passive. Okay, I don't know why. I felt like this was a good topic. I was um, in my kitchen this morning, and it just kind of popped into my head. Favorite pie? What's your What's your guys's favorite pie? Dude, that is perfect timing, because yep. my favorite pie is Derby pie. Oh, which Big guy. we just had this weekend. And what I is smashed. Derby pie? It's uh, similar to a pecan pie, but it has chocolate chips in it. Okay. Okay. And bourbon, of course. Yeah, of course. It's basically Louisville pie. Uh, yeah. Mine would be apple with like a nice thick layer of caramel on top. Mm. Okay, okay. Mine's blackberry. Mm. Blackberry. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, like people that. either love it or hate it because you either don't like blackberries or you do. Love them. Gotcha. Uh, I am a apple crumb, to be more specific with the, the okay. apple. The, yeah. the crumb Which one's on top. Dutch? A- a caramel's Dutch. Okay. Okay. Sometimes the crumb can have, there's like a hybrid, right? So just like Easterns and Merriams can create a hybrid, sometimes a Dutch and a crumb can create a hybrid, which is also super delicious. And uh, then you just put like a big softball size thing, <laughs> yeah. out, vanilla ice cream. Vanilla bean. Warm apple yeah. pie. Yeah, vanilla bean, yeah. And yeah. Then, then, then any bad day can go good like you could lose your parent in a <laughs> car accident you have some of that they're like oh man i'm, I'm i feel great right now i don't know you can cut that out, me back. Can cut that out. <laughs> i'm just telling you that is the ext- that's how good uh, a yeah. really good apple crumb and right. vanilla combination that's how good it can make you feel okay yeah i mean i'm not all the way there but i'm close i've, I've, I've <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about a dead parent. But. You know, I'm a big ice cream enthusiast. Like, that is my jam. I will eat ice cream breakfast, lunch, dinner. But Same here. ice cream does not go on my pie. Uh, ever. Because wow. I don't want that, like, warm milk. That, oh, that's oh, the good stuff. God. Yeah, that's well, like uh, the commingling of... I am obsessed with ice cream, but I, ha- I like, never eat it anymore because I'm trying not to be a fat ass. But I've been <laughs> cutting... <laughs> My sister's grass. She just moved into our neighborhood, and I like push my little llama over there, and I just being you know being a good brother, what a stand up ex- expecting nothing in return. She knows my favorite ice cream in the world is a seasonal ice cream from Grater's, strawberry chocolate chip. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. She found out when it was coming out, and the other day I was out in the backyard with Millie. She saw me, and she came over carrying a cup of something. She said, "I have something for you for cutting the grass," and I was like, "Oh great." I smashed it, dude. <laughs> I crushed yeah. it. It's like how I kick off summer every year because it's Wait. a summer flavor. So she brought you a single serving in like a, a dish. Yeah. So she's got the carton. No, no, she's no. Like, she's like, no. you're going to come back and cut that grass again. <laughs> no, she went. She used to work there, actually. But no, she went there and she got like a, an order for me. Like it came in. She didn't buy the big tub. Oh, she they went sell to the out restaurant. Of those. Okay. She said she was going to buy me a big tub, but they were sold out. And I was like, it's probably a better, yeah. probably a better thing. But yeah. Yeah, I'm an ice cream fan, and ice cream is the reason I have love handles. I'll be <laughs> straightforward with that. I mean, I love a blizzard. I love a, a concrete mixer from Culver's. Mm. Uh, and then there's a place in uh, the town next to me called Heinz Ice Cream. It's all homemade, and then they, they 
make their version of a, a blizzard, you know, and then I always add the malt powder in with it. So it's like a malt slash blizzard. Oh, Dang. Man. You get so the you're large. modifying. <laughs> yeah. You like it so much. You've got your own ingredients you're adding. <laughs> exactly. Hey, one time uh, I actually came up with a, a combination that the owner of this one ice cream shop in Ainsworth, Iowa, uh, he actually named it after me, the Johnson. And it was on their menu for a a while. And then they changed ownership and took it off. But I actually, like, I I went there, I kept ordering it, I kept ordering it. And and then the owner was like, well, hell, might as well offer it to everybody else. And he's like, hey, it does all right. So I'll keep it on the menu. Sick. Well, Uh, what was it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So it was, it was just like, basically a trash can of stuff so <laughs> in order to make it worthwhile you had to buy the large or it just would have been straight candy in it so it was like um it was like a blizz a, a, a buttercup blizzard with malt powder and then caramel caramel mixed in with it with cookie dough i i'm, I'm missing something and i i think i was feeling guilty that day, so I maybe added blueberry, like a blueberry or <laughs> just something in it. Just a little fruit in there. Yeah, just a little fruit. Freshen it up. <laughs> exactly. Just to say, you know, hey, I, I, there's fruit in here, so it's justified. <laughs> Get your daily serving. Exactly. Exactly. So that. Yeah, now it wants my Yeah, time. right. Thanks <laughs> right? for that. Yeah. Yep. And so uh, I'm going to, and and this was the week that I decided that I need to start my Western type cut I make every mm-hmm. year where I stop eating like a slob and yeah. try to trim down so that when I go out west I'm, I'm lighter on my feet but now after this episode I may have to push this back a week one last cheat week <laughs> yeah, one last and I've said that for the last six weeks so yep. we'll uh we'll see how that goes yep we've been uh Brad threw a Murph on the calendar for for some of the folks at the office so we've been doing a training program for that and he actually uh he pushed it back two weeks, I think, so that Chris could participate. So I kind of – I slacked last week. I think I only worked out twice instead of four times. <laughs> yeah. But this is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not. Y'all are crazy. I like it, but it's going to hurt so bad. But, All right. Now, what's your other weird question, Dan? Yeah, the, the, the next weird question. And so I know, I know from previous episodes you guys like your coffee, correct? Yes. Mm. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So my random question is, does coffee make you poop? Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. 100%. Okay, well, good. I think it's caffeine. Right. Is it right. caffeine? But my intake okay. of caffeine is coffee for for the most part. And it makes you poop or no? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, so like okay. yeah, I yeah. have my cups, my, my two cups, and it's like clockwork. 20 minutes, 15 minutes afterwards, you know, uh, I go. Um, but here's the deal. And here's, here's me leading up to this question. I do not drink coffee during deer season. Mm. <laughs> so you don't have to poop when you're in the woods. Right. So the, <laughs> the real question is, do you guys drink coffee during the deer season? Because there's nothing worse than having to poop while you're in a tree stand. I do. Um, do. and most of the time I try to poop at the truck. If mm-hmm. I can, like if I haven't been able to, to go at home real quick before I head out, then, um, yeah, I've, I've been known to poop 
yeah, in the, the woods. The key is to get up and have your coffee and make the dump at the house before you leave. Right. And kind of force the issue so that you're totally cleared out. Have you yeah. pooped out of a tree stand? Oh, 100%. <laughs> Just like hang your butt over? Oh, yeah. Hanging butts. Yep. Done, done that. <laughs> then you take a sleeve off one of your shirts and, uh, or you have, or like oh, me. Oh, my prepared. gosh. You're prepared. Some hot hands. <laughs> Some hot hands. <laughs> <laughs> I just envisioned you doing that, and that's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Jacob takes so many woods poops, it's like he enjoys them. I did one yesterday. He did one yesterday. It's great, man. And, like, notified us all that it happened. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's great. I don't do that anymore. I, I just, I don't. That's why hunting season, coffee comes after the morning hunt, and uh, and I just take care of it in a, on a, in a bathroom, Okay. So I, I, I prepare myself, or it's actually, it's more of a strategy than it is a bowel movement. Like, I don't want to poop in the woods during deer season. Yeah. yeah Turkey season, I could care less. Yeah. Yeah. You need to start working this whole pooping method into your strategy talks on the podcast, for sure. This needs to be a part of your curriculum. I dehydrate myself, like, well into the, the evening before, like about 5 o'clock. PM dinner time. I don't drink anything. Oh really? See, I'm the opposite. Well, because it's a little bit harder for me to go to the bathroom. But you don't want to just like. Usually, what I do is I pound from dinner until bed, hoping that I pee in the morning mm. and I'm cleared out, and then I don't drink necessarily want hunting, except for the coffee. Yeah, your hydration yeah. takes like 24 hours to catch up to you is what they say. Mm. So, like, if you want to be hydrated for Saturday afternoon, you should be hydrated by Friday afternoon. Really, I get really mm. nervous, especially, well, this year wasn't so bad, but especially when I'm hunting with someone else like my dad, I get like, well, what do we do? We're in a buddy scene together, and I'm going to be like, Dad, uh, Avert your eyes. <laughs> can you please watch out and, like, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to have to fully take my pants down and my butt cheek is going to be next to your face. And also, <laughs> why don't you just listen to me pee in this cup trying to, and like you can hear the pee and that's yeah. weird and yeah, it's strange. So I bonding, I bonding think time. about it a lot and then I'm like, God, what if I have to poop? And my dad's going to be like, yeah, everybody poops. Everybody I will poops. say there's a uh, massive benefit to eating McDaniels because – that turns into toilet paper when you have those extra napkins. I always, oh. anytime I have fast food, Sable. throw my extra napkins in my truck because it turns into TP in a pinch. Mm. I thought you were going to say the burger wrapper, and I was going to just oh, no. <laughs> burger grease Jeez. on your a hole. <laughs> that would be that would be awful. Yeah, I got I got to make sandwich. a recommendation. I got to okay. make a recommendation here. Dude wipes. They're biodegradable, yeah. so you wipe them. You wipe. And you can just throw it out in the woods, and eventually it will decompose really quickly, and yeah. it's good for the environment. Yeah, and you get a good cool mint flavor on your butt. <laughs> <Nice> oh, refreshing <laughs> wipe. A nice yep. refreshing. See, wipe there's nothing looks. worse than a all day sit mud butt. You don't want that. <laughs> oh, like I'm getting. I feel uncomfortable just listening to you say that. <laughs> Dude wipes needs to tap into the hunting market and exactly. harp that angle. Uh, Get a licensing agreement with Realtree or Mossy Oak and just yeah, put mm-hmm. some camo on They throw on bottomland on, on their packaging. It's over. I <laughs> know everyone's over. buying it. Dead Down Wind <laughs> makes some wipes. Uh, they have some camp wipes that they targeted camping. I think they're go. biodegradable. Oh, there you go. They'll be unscented, Dude of wipes is late to the party then. Yeah, well, and they're scented, so yeah, you wouldn't want that. You'd want you'd want you an unscented. 
Yeah, that would be incentive. Yeah, there you go. Or, something or like, like if it had the dead down wind and you wiped and it took the scent away from the poop as well. Yeah. Well, that hey, would friends, be, or... we, got a, we got another meeting coming into the room. That's why Eric kind of trailed off. We're going to have to shut her down. But One last idea. One last idea. Okay. Asterisk scent wipes. Oh, yeah. Is. All right. Rub somebody, that on your butt. Somebody, what's that guy on LinkedIn? Is it Sean Riley? Yeah. Dude, wipes, dude wipes Somebody guy. DM him. Oh. We've got a genius idea here. But all right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, leave us a five star review. We really appreciate it. Only five stars. Only five. If you didn't like it and you're still here, what are you doing? Yeah. Please uh, don't DM me about Keat Ski either, okay? <laughs> <laughs> on Go Wild. Thank you. I know it's called Go Wild. I know it's a Keat Ski. Don't get them confused. Don't get the wrong idea. Thank you. Thanks got, for joining us, Dan. Yeah. Appreciate yes, it. Yes, sir. See you, brother. Bye, y'all.